This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. It's the Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings from Studio B on Airline Drive. I'm Sean Kelly. John DeShazer's with us. But I, I haven't seen John in like forever. <laughs> and to have us in the same like room. Bond, yes, it does. To have us in the same room is a treat. And we're glad that you're with us here on this Monday uh, as we start a new week. I think we're all ready to start a new week. Um, the weekend, you know, you when you start working out for the first time again, John and I know you, you always work out, so this is probably yeah. not going to pertain to you. Yeah, you can tell. You know, you know when you're just, I mean, you're like, oh, I have muscles I didn't think I had, or yeah, remember how sore you were? Yeah. 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 That's the way I feel on this Monday between the Saints and the Pelicans weekend and LSU's weekend and everything else. It's not an easy move uh, here this morning. Yeah, I think black and blue is the appropriate title right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel a little battered and bruised and beat up and. You know, put upon and all that kind of good stuff. At least uh, LSU comes out to a, a, a decent ending with Les Miles staying. Uh, the way they got to it was about as, well, we'll leave that alone. It was not the best No, you way. don't have to leave it alone. It was about as ham-fisted as you can possibly get. Uh, I, I don't know what's happening in college football when you win 10 games a year and people want to push you out because you can't beat Nick Saban. That means, what, 99.93% of the coaches will get pushed out because right. they can't beat Nick Saban. But yet yet there was a line. There was a line of people ready to shell over the Benjamins to buy him out at $15 million plus. Well, when, when mean, yet we can't fund the university. Yeah, well, the thing but about yet, that is, I mean, all of a sudden it turns, well, it just coincidentally turns when Jimbo Fisher tells FSU, hey, I think I'm staying. And all of a sudden, Les Miles isn't such a bad option for LSU. So, obviously, if that's the kind of thing you're going to do, look, you know, you have the right to do what you want to do, I guess, as a university and, and athletic director and all that kind of stuff. If 10 wins a year isn't good enough for you, so be it. Be careful what you wish for. But if you're going to do it, you better get it right. Uh, you're not kidding. And they didn't get it right. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> uh, we've come out on this Monday morning with some live rounds, it looks like. Saints lose yesterday as well to the Texans, 24-6. to Pelicans dropped two in a row over the weekend, and they're back-to-back to finish up the West Coast road trip. And I, and I don't know. I don't know what all the Kobe uh, Bryant bandwagon jumpers and that live in New Orleans are going to do now because number 24, formerly number 8, uh, has said that he will retire at the end of the season. Well, you mean they're not going to turn into Julius Randle guys? And, well, they're and, already uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson guys. <laughs> no, I mean, they're yeah. Just, it's, same it's, gold jersey, just a different logo. I mean, when, when Kobe comes to town, obviously, you know, he will be given the proper send-off here in New Orleans because um, – you know, uh, you can't deny the phenomenal talent that he is. But yeah, all the all the, you know, Laker jersey wearers of Kobe <laughs> and those kinds of things. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens when he does not return uh, next season. The uh, the the announcement yesterday, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was kind of cool, but he basically just confirmed what everybody was speculating anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, the way he's playing. I mean, how could he want to come back? How could he come back? And I mean, certainly the the Lakers couldn't justify paying him uh, the salary that he would probably want next year. So, yeah, him leaving this way uh, gives him an opportunity to go out, you know, with a little bit of a – with a lot of dignity, actually. He gets to take his farewell tour, and everybody gets to give him all kinds of nice rocking chairs and paintings and, you know, all the regular stuff. And, you know, maybe I should 
give my farewell to, or at least pretend so I can get a lot of cool stuff too. Yeah, don't even give them the idea that you're ready for <laughs> uh, Kobe and the Lakers will be here twice this season. First week of February, it looks like. And then, sure enough, almost the end of the regular season, the second week of April. Um, what should we give him as a gift? Um, is it going to be like what? the Derek Jeter thing where, like, you know, he went to Texas and got cowboy boots? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, give him a barrel of gumbo or something. I don't know. I mean, a barrel of gumbo. <laughs> I mean, you know, because everybody, everybody tries to one up one another, you know, during these things. Um, so I don't know what to give. I mean, what do you give a guy who's got everything? You know, really. I mean, what what are we or or anybody going to give Kobe Bryant that he doesn't have and that he really wants? Nothing. So, you know, just, you know, the way you want to send him off is, you know, kick the Lakers' tail and send him on home. I was just going to say, a couple of losses would be just yeah, fine with me. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, look, greatness, yes. Five championships, yes. Time to go, most certainly. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, what, what do they say? Father time's undefeated. And still reigning champion. Yes. Patriots aren't undefeated anymore. Did you watch that last night? I watched some of that. Um and I was surprised that they couldn't couldn't win that game. Uh, Denver has a really, really good defense, snow or, or otherwise. And uh, it doesn't hurt when you're able to take Gronk out of the game, obviously. Gronkowski gets injured in that game. A right knee looks like uh, where the guy kind of cut him on an on a, on a incomplete pass. But, yeah, I, I didn't think they would go undefeated, but I didn't know that they would le- lose at Denver with Brock Osweiler at quarterback for Denver rather than Peyton Manning. Um, I thought they might have a decent chance of losing maybe at the Jets or something like that. But, but um, yeah, I didn't think they would go undefeated, but I didn't think that would be the one they lose. Well, the muff punt is about the only thing that saved the day for the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, weather and those kinds of things. And, you know, look, during New England streak, they've had some – they've been the beneficiaries of uh, some, some good fortune on the field too. So, you know, the evil empire uh, – Gets one to go against it. That's true. <laughs> you mentioned Gronkowski. He's one of two prominent tight ends that go out with injury oh, yesterday, yeah, Jimmy yeah, Graham yeah. being the other. Uh, and and if, if I can share one piece of good news on a Monday, the Falcons lost again. So And Matt Ryan looks like he's lost. Man, so. that's the bad part about the Saints not doing well. I mean, the Falcons have dove back to the crowd. I mean, they didn't you know slide back. They, they pretty much did a cannonball back <laughs> to the pack. So, you know, the Saints have not been able to take advantage of it, and that's the worst part about it. They haven't been able to, to get in gear and, and take over second place because it's been there to be had in the NFC South, and they just haven't been able to do it. No doubt. Uh, the Pelicans lost to the Clippers on Friday. May looked like they're going to lose Anthony Davis to injury again, but he came back and played on Saturday, and while Davis was great, the Pelicans were not on Saturday and then lost to the Utah Jazz. So 4-13 and 13 now, uh, but, but, aha, uh-huh. Home games on the horizon, including tomorrow night, and possibly the return of Tyreek Evans and Norris Cole. That'll help a lot. Uh, now you still got to acclimate them, and you got to get them back into the to the flow of what's going on. Uh, they've got to get in the kind of game shape that Coach Gentry wants these guys to be in, because they're not going to be able to walk out, you know, walk in from practice, and they probably haven't been going really, really, really hard to going into an NBA game and play in 30 minutes. But to have quality bodies back and to add them to the mix and now be able to kind of reincorporate those guys, it's going to help tremendously. The Pels need all the help they can get right now, obviously. Um, losing at the Clippers, no big big shame. And, and Utah's an improved team also. But you want to see the Pels just be healthy and get to full speed and then see exactly what they have and what they can do with it because we've seen some flashes. You know, the San Antonio win, 
which was huge. And we've seen some some glimpses of what they possibly can be. But when you get all the parts together, you really want to see what they can be, what they can be. The injuries are what they are. But I struggle with this. You mentioned the San Antonio win. I'll throw in the down 17, come back and beat Phoenix win. Yes. Your first road win yeah. of the year. You showed toughness, heart, kind of an uh, effectiveness in running the system and whatnot. But then to, to play the way you did Friday and Saturday, even with the injured guys, that to me is the mystery at the moment. See, well, now the, 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 the Friday, out, you know, with – you know, when AD goes out, I don't want to throw it out the window because they won without AD before. But it's almost like these guys, I don't want to say they can't stand prosperity, but they get a little bit of good feelings, and then they kind of start feeling pretty good about themselves. And, you know, as the old folks say, smelling themselves a little bit. And all of a sudden, you know, it, it comes crashing back to earth. These are NBA teams you're playing. You can't assume anything. Shorthanded, full, full throttle, whatever. You can't assume anything with these guys. These are the best athletes in the world. And so they're out there to beat you, not to just to beat you, to smack you around because Pelicans were kind of the new hot thing coming into the season. You know, everybody's saying, oh, they're going to improve. Anthony Davis is going to be the best player in the history of the world for the next four or five years and blah, 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 blah. And so people have marked you as a team to beat, including the Utahs of the world. And the, and the Clippers want to put you in your place and remind you who you are as opposed to them. So you better come with everything you've got. You can't just show up and say, well, we're feeling pretty good. We, we think we've got the offense pretty good, so we can kind of dial back tonight. No, 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 no. This team is not good enough for that kind of play. So they've got to throttle it up every time they step out there, especially when they're shorthanded. Yeah, and the Clippers, by the way, club drama, as I like to call them. Yeah. Um, we're a little motivated Friday to yeah, tell everybody that we're little, okay. Yeah, yeah they I were. Know, and then CP goes, goes out and does the CP thing with the whole bump. And, okay, look. You know, <laughs> I, I, I love been, Chris. I have I been watching Chris. him do that he's done that second for, year in the done, league. He's done that 100 years. And it's enough's enough. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, it's, it's, an league, foul. it's an offensive foul. It's an offensive foul that they won't call. It is an offensive foul. He creates the contact. Yes. He does it every time. And he gets away with it every time. And until the officials say that's an offensive foul, he's going to do it every time. And I don't blame him. Well, but it's an offensive foul. They need to stop. Yeah, they, I'm doing they, that. You all, it's I in mean, the open floor. It's he does it. I've, he look, looked. He looks for a guy to find to run into. Oh, I know. He probably picks him out, like yeah. in the in the in the locker room, yeah. pregame. Yeah. He's like, if hey, Chris, here's called, the media guy. Which yeah, guy yeah, you want to run into? Yeah, if somebody's running next to me. I'm just going to run into him. No, no. Look. <laughs> See, now you're going to be all fired up again. Yeah. Better take a break. Speaking of the Pelicans, we're going to talk to Eric Hasseltine, the radio voice of the Memphis Grizzlies, here in a, a short time. The Grizzlies are here tomorrow night with a 10-8 and record. It's the first of two home games uh, this week for the Pelicans. One little road game, speaking of club drama, one road game at Houston on Wednesday. They are spiraling right now, um, and that's that's shocking to me with the level of talent they have over there. Well, you know what? I, I'll throw in a little comment here. That's what they get. You know, they did Kevin McKeel wrong. That's what they get. Yeah, Megan from the Pelicans dance team is here. She's put together a Pelicans planner for you this week. We'll get to know her a little bit. And uh, John and I will talk about the Saints and Texans right after this first time out. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All Star Electric. 
Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. The New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to unwind with your buds by scoring the Guy's Night Out six-pack presented by Fulton Alley. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets and four beers. Plus, Fulton Alley is throwing in a free game of bowling, all for as low as $50. Take flight with the next Guy's Night Out on Monday, December 7th against the Boston Celtics. Visit pelicans.com to plan your Guy's Night Out today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. Fans, don't forget when the Saints score, you score at Domino's. Domino's today offering 50% off all large pizzas at menu price as the Saints scored six yesterday. Use the promo code SAINTS at Domino's.com. Offer valid online only and at select Domino's locations. Offer brought to you by our good friends at Domino's. Only six yesterday, J.D., and it was all in the first half as we begin our conversation about the Saints and the Texans coming off of New Orleans bye. Well, that shocks you, frankly, from the Saints uh, to have back-to-back games where they score 14 in Washington and then six in Houston. And I know Houston is a hot team and playing great defense. In fact, the last four opponents, they, they, they're on a four-game winning streak. They've only allowed 35 points in those four games. But for the Saints to have back-to-back subpar offensive games is just something we are not accustomed to. Uh, for them to not score a touchdown, that's the first time they've done that in the Sean Payton, Drew, Bre- Drew Brees era. Uh, they had not gone a game without scoring a touchdown since 2005. Uh, so even on the road, even against a really good Houston team, uh, to not put up a touchdown and to not be you know, as efficient offensively as we're accustomed, accustomed to seeing them be, uh, is a bit of not a bit of a shock. It's a huge shock. The Saints were three of three of twelve on third downs yesterday, and I counted it up in the first half. Uh, six of their seven third down attempts were third and nine or more. You cannot beat a decent defense that way, but a defense like Houston's is going to be pretty much impossible to beat them. And then they got a couple of red zone opportunities. Uh, Drew Brees had an interception at the at the goal line, and they you know had an, an incompletion in, in the end zone on fourth and two from the six or something like that. So, yeah, just a difficult time for the Saints offensively, which is what, you know, you wouldn't expect. Uh, defensively, actually, they were fairly decent. Uh, gave up two touchdown drives on the first two drives of the game, uh, 70 and 50 yards, and then they pretty much put it together, only allowed 362 yards. Um, you want to say only 24 points, but that's not a great amount of points considering they were giving away 31 and a half per game yeah. before then and giving away 400-plus yards. But if they had gotten if they had gotten a little bit of help from the offense yesterday, certainly the defense wouldn't have been on the field that much. And after a while, you're going to run out of gas. You know, 36 uh, minutes and 23 seconds, Houston had possession of the ball. That's way too much. Houston runs 66 plays. The Saints only run 56. If your defense is out on the field that much, then they're going to give away some plays. At some point, they're going to crack. 
Yeah, Houston hadn't been running the ball well. They ran it pretty well yesterday. And, yeah. and Brian Hoyer, wasn't he 21 of 27? Uh, yeah. I 14, mean, to, he, yeah, 14 to 14 yeah, to start. Yeah, first 14. Yeah. I mean, they still, you know, have the problem of, of getting to the opposing quarterback. Only got one sack yesterday. It was Cam Newton. Uh, Cam Newton. Cam Jordan late in the game. Um, a, kind of a meaningless play, actually. But, you know, they've got to get <laughs> – Again, I, I was surprised with the offense. The defense you knew had been struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you figured, you know, there might be some some leakage there. I mean, they swap, you know, defensive coordinators, so you got to try to implement what Dennis Allen wants, how he wants it done, and you could see, you know, probably a few flashes of, of what they potentially could be with Dennis Allen. But again, offensively, that was just the shock. Um, didn't run it particularly well. Houston was allowing 113 rushing yards a game. Saints only run for like 52. Um, Mark Ingram, you know, looked like he might be able to have a big game against these guys on the ground, but they really couldn't get it going at all against Houston. He had many, two, he popped two runs. I think he went nine for 52 uh, on the ground. Only carried it nine times. Only carried it nine right. times because you know they got, you get behind 14 nothing, and all of a sudden yeah. you got to throw a little bit, and then they got to throw it quick because JJ Watts on the other on the other line, and he was as disruptive as possible yesterday. They had two sacks, seven quarterback hits. Uh, lived in the Saints' backfield, unfortunately, and Drew Brees just didn't have a lot of time to get it, get much done. And then when he had some time, it seems like the receivers couldn't create much separation. So, you know, again, this offense and this system for 10 years has been able to create openings and spaces and get guys free. And yesterday for it to not happen, I mean, periodically it has happened, but for, for it to not happen in back-to-back games is a shock for me and I think a lot of people who are accustomed to seeing this offense Really ride high. Watching television last night, a lot of the local media, reading a lot of stuff. There were these terms thrown around like not ready to play, um, resigned, uh, unprepared. I, I just well, I I mean, I've known but, too many of those guys to buy into a lot well, of stuff. Well, but see, those are the cliche words you go to when a team loses. So, you, you know, oh, they weren't ready to play. Oh, they didn't play hard. Oh, they didn't do that. That's, I would say what I think it is, but we're a family kind of thing here. But I mean, it's bunk, for you know, for lack of better words. You think these guys, whose livelihood uh, and professionalism depends on this, go out there and just kind of roll the helmets out and say we don't give a rat's behind? No, these guys care. You know, now sometimes you just run into a better team. Sometimes, exactly. yeah, and maybe some, you're not that good. Yeah, at this point. yeah, maybe, I yeah, that. yeah, maybe you're just, you know, maybe you're just not as good as the opposition. But to say these guys don't care and they're not given, you know. A, a professional effort and you know they you know oh what did they learn over the bye week it looks like they didn't do anything you think they just sat around in their hands during bye week and said you know what we're not very good we're just going to resign ourselves to not being very good that's stupid that's just utterly stupid so you know i think it's the lazy way out to say a team's not prepared and they don't do this they don't do that look sometimes you have to give the other team credit sometimes you got to look in the mirror and say okay we're not quite what we thought we were or or, or are going to be you know, sometimes that's the reality. But to say people aren't trying hard is just ridiculous. I agree. You can be critical of all the things we talked about, yeah. and we were critical. Yes. But just yeah. But to but on. to question people's right. professionalism and that kind of thing that 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 has always bothered me. Even when I was on the on the other side, as they say, the dark side, right? When I was working for the paper, that still <laughs> that that always bothered me. <laughs> that always bothered me when you question people's professionalism. You can say, hey, they're just not very good. Uh, the other team's better. You can say a whole lot of things, but when you question a guy's professionalism, to me that that goes, that's a little bit deep. That stuff will take care of itself. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
Um, you want to hold off on talking about Carolina for a day or two? Or do you want to realize that you've got Woo. the undefeated Panthers rolling in here? By the way, that game's been flexed. Yeah. It's now a 325 start. Yeah. Yeah, so. Carolina's been flexing all right. I mean, 11-0 and and, and smoking. Um, and whatever I, dapping is, by the way. He, God, you know, it, well, well. See when you win. Now, see if if, if the five and six and Cam's dabbing, everybody's saying sit down somewhere. Is it What's dabbing your, or dapping? Dab. D-A-B. Dab. See, I don't even know yeah. what the problem yeah, is. You got it. That's why you got to hang with me a little bit more. I, I got to come off. You know, got to get off me. the road. Yeah, you got to get off the road. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Cam Cam Newton is is you know one phenomenal and uh, two, you know he is carrying that offense because everybody said you know they don't have Steve Smith and then Kelvin Benjamin got hurt in the preseason so he really didn't have any receivers. He is their best running back. Uh, so he's got Greg Olson and himself and a decent offensive line and, and a great defense, though, a really, really underrated but fantastic defense with Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley at linebacker. So they're going to be extremely difficult to beat here. However, we know that the Saints can show some flashes at home and especially in games like this. So we certainly hope that Carolina is going to bring out the best in them. Almost beat Carolina in Carolina with Luke yeah. McCown at quarterback. Yep. Uh, so you would like to believe they get here, get a team rolling, and they have every incentive in the world to be the ones to break that winning streak. You'd like to see the Saints put their best cleat forward and more likely put that cleat um, on Carolina's behind. But certainly you'd like to see them play better here. And usually these are the kind of games where the Saints have shown up historically uh, under Sean Payton and with Drew Brees have shown up at home and played extremely well. Uh, they're going to have to play well because Carolina is not giving anybody any reason to believe they can, can can be stopped right now. They have a team that travels. They play defense. They run the ball. They throw it well enough when they need to. And that's the team. They can play wherever it is you need to play, whether it's outside in the snow or whether it's inside the dome or whether it's, whether it's in Carolina at, at Bank, America, Bank of America Field where, you know, it seems to rain every time we go there and it gets muddy. But they have a, a game and a team that travels. So they can play anywhere. So the Saints are going to have to be ready. And they're going to be well-rested because they played on Thanksgiving. That's right. So they get the extra days. Look, I want the Saints to win. And any small part that the Saints can have in derailing them from winning the NFC, I'll take it. Because if they win the NFC, I don't know if I can handle the two-week gap between the championship game and the Super Bowl of all Cam Newton all the time. Well, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be all Cam all the time. He'll probably have a new dance by then because he's probably he's gonna give up the dab because everybody's doing it now. You know now now you got Les Miles doing it, you got Frank Beamer doing it, and and look as a as a public, you know a public uh, assistance thing or, or or you know a warning, coaches stay away from that. Don't do that, please. It don't do it. It's not a good look. It just keep the camera. If you're gonna do it, keep the cameras out of the locker room. Soapbox Monday here. <laughs> I love it. Take a break. We'll talk to Eric Hasseltine from the Grizzlies in a moment. Still to come, Megan from the Pelicans da dance team. Maybe she can teach us how to dab. You already know. Uh, well, I don't whip. I don't nay-nay. I don't dab. Oh, man. See, you – well, you know, nobody's whipping a nay-nay anymore now. But, oh, have you, you know, been to every NBA arena ever? Well, it's but everywhere. I mean, but it's old now. I mean, it's – you know, so there's no need, no need to whip or nay-nay now. Just, you know, dab. Maybe she'll have something new for us. That yeah, be well, you know, she's going to have to be on, on, you know, ahead of the curve right now. T-shirt and freestyle? Yeah, T-shirt and freestyle. But, you know, I'm man, I, I'm closing in on 50. I don't move like I used to. That's all I can say. A couple, are we got, do we have a couple of drinks in here? Maybe that'll help. Usually. Yeah, that'll help. I call that the wedding reception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Grizzlies, Pelicans tomorrow night at Smoothie King Center. We'll talk about it next.
Looking for the perfect holiday gift? Well, give the gift of Pelicans basketball with the Pelicans five-game holiday plan. Packages start as low as $49. Pick your favorite five games, including matchups against the Thunder, Rockets, and Clippers. The Pelicans five-game holiday plan makes a great stocking stuffer. So call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to order your Pelicans five-game holiday plan today. Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all-natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange Immune Builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. The Harlem Globetrotters bring their 90th anniversary world tour to the Smoothie King Center for two shows Saturday, April 2nd. Witness some of the world's best athletes execute unbelievable feats of ball handling, trick shots, and comedy. It's the team's most epic tour in 90 years and a lifelong memory in the making. Score your tickets at Ticketmaster.com and don't miss your chance to get in on the action at the Smoothie King Center Saturday, April 2nd at 2 and 7 p.m. Punt, pass, kick, and dunk. Lob to the rim, alley-oop dunk, Anthony Davis. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Tomorrow night, as we mentioned, the Pelicans begin a new week. They'll play two of three at home. That sounds wonderful. And it all starts with the Memphis Grizzlies at 7 o'clock. We welcome in, to learn more about the Grizzlies, star of radio, television, and now video games too, the voice of the Memphis Grizzlies, Eric Hasseltine. My friend, good to have you again. Oh, you found out about the video game now, did you? How could I not? You, like, put it all over social media. No, I did no such thing. Uh, the radio station up here did, did it. It was actually a listener that discovered it. And uh, I'm not sure if it, it happens for you guys, too, but when we go out west, either to Sacramento or to uh, Golden State, the, the makers of 2K, the video game series, take uh, our guys' pictures that they either changed teams or didn't get during the summer. And so they asked if we would take some pictures for, like, faces in the crowd type thing, background stuff. I said, yes, little did I know I'd become an NBA head coach in a video game. That's crazy. So on NBA 2K16, you are an option as a coach, right? I am. You can fire your coach and hire me. Um, I do have a a longstanding resume of success, my sixth grade and seventh grade. Uh, teams that I coached both won championships, so uh, I, I, I retired with two titles and no seasons without titles. But the only thing I had a problem with, Sean, was that they, they removed a lot of my hair and, and tried to make me look older. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that one bit. They did not. Did they, did they really Photoshop you to be older? <laughs> they really did like, remove the front of my hairline so it's receding because, as you know, just about every coach in this league wants to pull all of his hair out at some point. So apparently I did. Yeah, apparently a lot of coaches do right now. One more question about that. Since you're now an NBA head coach, uh, do you get the same suit deal as the uh, current coaches? No, and that really bothers me. When I do my interviews with our head coach, Dave Yeager, he seems to have a new box every day and a new box of ties and shirts. And I kind of look at him and go, you know, you could share that stuff if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that point, then I feel like it's a, a little, you know, it's a little out of bounds. But no, not yet. I'm, 
I'm hoping that the good people in the NBA will recognize that I am actually a head coach in, in the video game, and that should require at least a two or three seat, uh, suit a year deal. I'm going to go home and find my son's uh, PlayStation and, and see if I can figure this out and make Eric Hasseltine a head coach. Just score one for radio. I have no idea how to do it either, and yet we had listeners send it in, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's funny. That is that is awesome. Um, not so awesome are a lot of teams in the West right now. At 10-8, and eight, the Grizzlies, and even the Pelicans at 4-13, and 13, are not in real bad shape unlike years past because unless you're Golden State or San Antonio, everybody's still alive here in the West after a month of the season, Eric. I think it'll shake itself out eventually. You're right, though. Uh, it's been weird. I mean, we've seen teams that we expected to be really, really good uh, not be. I, I know, obviously, in, in your case there, it, it's straight up due to injuries. That's it. Nobody in the West is, is under the misnomer that the Pelicans are not a very good and very talented basketball team when healthy, and it shows how fragile this league can be, and, and you guys better than anyone else. For the Grizzlies, it's been feast or famine. Uh, you know, last night they, they played against the, the Philadelphia 76ers and turned the ball over 26 times. It looked like, you know, just what you'd expect. You're going in against a winless team. You expect it to dominate. They put up a little bit of a fight and really – um, you know, like San Antonio does, because their coach Brett Brown came from that system. They double team from awkward angles and force a ton of turnovers. So uh, when this team wins, then by eight or more, they have now ten wins, and nine of them are by eight or more. Uh, they've had one close win against Portland, and when they lose, they lose by double digits. And their eight losses, seven of them are by double digits, and one's been within a bucket. So they don't play a lot of close games. And you know, I, I look at what you guys have done and, and the potential you have once you get healthy, and I look what the Grizzlies has, have done, uh, the Clippers, and the Thunder even. And, yeah, I think those teams will all be there. The one team that I think we all expected to be much better that I really have my doubts about is Houston. The Grizzlies have beaten them twice already, and they just look like a team in disarray. So as crazy as it's been, I think that there are certain teams that, that, that show a lot of hope. You guys know what it can be like when you're healthy. Utah still, I think, is, is strong, and I think it'll shake itself out. But uh, if there was one team I'd be very concerned about if I was over there, and, and they are, uh, that's Houston. Well, there's no doubt about the chaos that's going on in Houston right now. You know, the one thing for you guys that I think will carry you through is the stability with your core players and now your head coach. And that has to say something, right? That has to mean something at this point. It does. Uh, you know, and Dave Yeager – in the early part of the season, when they started three and six, uh, there was all I mean, there was all kinds of rumors, and you know how that goes in the media that that you start thinking, okay, who could be the first to go, and, and you start looking at teams that are struggling. So of course that came out, and of course with a name like Tom Thibodeau out there lurking, um, you know that rumor was was put to the test. So uh, they actually looked at the tapes, they talked, and we knew that the owner had flat out said, hey, he, we're not, he's not going anywhere, and, and gave him the vote of confidence. We know this isn't on him, that there was some things going on with the team where they were not making shots, which teams can go through that stretch. And when you're not making shots against teams like Golden State and San Antonio, they're going to blow you out of the water. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, so he got the vote of confidence, and that helped. Mike Conley has found his range. You know, He's up to about 36%, 37% from three-point range. Well, for the first 10 games, he was below 25%. So 
that tells you how well he's been shooting the ball the last nine games or eight games. So um, they had a real problem scoring the ball early. They, they've gotten away from that and gotten back to being able to score. And the question for them becomes they do look a little bit older. They do look a little bit slower than everybody else. And can they adapt to what the rest of the league is doing? When Zach Randolph was down for five games, all of a sudden they put Jeff Green and Matt Barnes in the starting lineup together along with Tony Allen. And the pace really picked up. And so now a lot of people are wondering, hey, do you potentially move Zach Randolph to the bench or do you keep him in there? He's kind of a different type of player than today's NBA. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because Zach has been one of the biggest reasons why this team has gone to the playoffs five straight years, why this team has had the level of success that they've had. Um, but as you and I both know, father time is undefeated. And as you take a pounding down on the post, Father time starts to hit harder every time that uh, that you play a game. So we'll see how it goes. He certainly looked good last night with a double-double on his return. But, you know, there may be some games where Dave Yeager just elects to, to sit him down because they need to play faster. Eric Hasseltine, voice of the Grizzlies, with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Eric, one of my wishes here for New Orleans basketball fans is for the Pelicans to find a real good heated rivalry. I think Memphis would be perfect, and it may take a playoff series between the two to really get it going, so that would be fantastic. Um, but would that work, you think, for Memphis fans to, to latch on to something like that, or do they already have something they look forward to a couple times a year? Oh, yeah, they, they, they are on board with just about everybody else in the league where there is a bitter hatred for the Los Angeles Clippers here. And um, I think it would be a great rivalry in terms of a, a of a friendly rivalry in terms and not like a, hey, we can't stand you. It, it, to get to there, it would take something either I think our fan, our guys doing something that your fans didn't like or, or your guys doing something our fans didn't like. And, and unfortunately for that, I just don't see it. I think you guys have a, a lot of good players that, that know how to handle themselves, and there's a lot of respect. You know, you've got the best young player to me in the game, and so that can get – maybe to your fans and that it's frustrating to watch him kick your butt up and down the floor multiple times. You know, if anything could start it, it may have been, you know, what happened with Quincy Pondexter here, but the fans still loved him. But yeah. I would love to see that in terms of just the regional rivalry. But we were talking about it the other day around the office, and we're pretty sure that if in a dark alley the L.A. Clippers were getting jumped by either Golden State or by us or or by, you know, just about anybody else, that everybody would pile in and, and go after them. The, the Thunder would probably be in on that, too. And there's just not a lot of love for that team around the West. Now, uh, I think if if this, these two teams did meet in the playoff series, it would be awesome. It would be great for the region because, you know, these are two of the smaller markets in the league and, and two of the fan bases that I think can really get behind the team. And the difference for you guys and for us is that you have a football team that has had a lot of success. I know it's been a little bit of a tough year this year for the Saints, but let's be honest, there's not a person in New Orleans that doesn't you know, think about the black and gold every chance they get. And it spills out up here. We've got a ton of Saints fans that live in the area, and we don't have that here. So we've been able to just kind of play the we're the only game in town card where, you know, the Pelicans have had to kind of fight for some of that entertainment dollar. And I think as they continue to see success, which they will, 
Um, you know, it'll become easier and easier. But hopefully we do see that playoff series, and hopefully it's this year. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. All good points there. Eric, before I let you go, one one more thing about the video game picture that we've put up here in okay. studio. Oh, goodness, yeah. Um, you, you mentioned that they, you're not happy that they made you look older, which, which yes. I will agree with. Um, yes. But Daniel Salerson says that you have a striking re- resemblance to Les Miles. Yeah, a little bit. I, I would have gone, uh, I was trying to go with a later Rick Schroeder from Silver Spoons, but uh, yeah, Les Miles would work. I'd need a hat. Uh, I, mind you, I would never wear that gray shirt and black polka dot tie combination that they stuck me in, uh, but uh-huh. that's okay. You know, they're, they're also doing my fashion consulting, apparently, but yeah, I can see the Les Miles. Give me a hat. I don't, I don't think I'm going to eat grass, though. No, I, no, I no, no. Um, and, and I'm not carrying you off the field tomorrow night either, so... That's that's just the way it's going to go. Um, uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Did you did you get any coin from this? I mean, certainly you got paid to bed coach, right? No, I got. Uh, you know what I got for taking the pictures? It was great because Elston Turner, who's been a long time assistant, you know, played at Ole Miss. He's our lead assistant coach. Went right before me into the picture booth. It's like a big circle, and like ninety-seven bulbs go off when they take a picture. So it's you know this crazy technological setup. Well, they had Elston, like, an iPad mini and, like, 17 other bits of swag. I take a picture, and the guy goes, well, we really don't have anything other than just a couple of copies of the game since you're just doing faces in the crowd. Now I'm a little upset because they used me as a coach. I should have gotten the iPad mini, I think. I right? think so. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. No respect. Uh, I just, hey, you know, I, I got I got a couple copies of the game, and I got a story to tell my friends. Unfortunately, my son's only four, so... Uh, he's not quite ready to play the game, but I think when he's ready to play NBA 2K, he's going to be playing NBA 2K16 for the rest of his life, no matter how outdated it is. No, I, I think that's I think that's fair. That's just part of being the son of a coach. There you or go. Or a radio guy. There you go. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Safe travels today. I'll see you tomorrow at Smoothie King Center. You got it, buddy. Can't wait to see you. Thank you, sir. Eric Hasseltine, voice of the Memphis Grizzlies. Take a quick break. Get ready to wrap up things on this Monday in just a moment. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that. So we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, You'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans couple of uh, notes before we get out of here. First of all, thanks to John DeShazer for being with us here on this Monday and Eric Hasseltine, too, from the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, tomorrow, yes, tomorrow is December. Believe it or not, uh, November has come and gone just like that. 
And uh, it was a stark reality over the weekend that I need to start Christmas shopping. Uh, the holiday season is in full swing. Speaking of the holiday season and speaking of tomorrow, there's a quite a big event going on right across the street, really, from us over at Winn-Dixie. I want to say this is the second time we've done this, but uh, certainly, hopefully, you'll make it your first or maybe be a, a repeat participant as the Saints are teaming up with uh, Winn-Dixie to benefit uh, Second Harvest Food Bank. Tomorrow from 5.30 until 7 at the Winn-Dixie, 5901 Airline Highway, that's again right across the practice facility. And we're going to have a great event there, and we're hoping that you'll bring five canned good items or donate $5 for admission to the event. There'll be Saints players there, Saints stations too, Gumbo will be there, the mascot, and, uh, and a whole lot of folks, all in support of Second Harvest Food Bank. Uh, they'll have plenty of good uh, food samples from Winn-Dixie and, uh, and music too, apparently. So uh, let's all get together and help feed some local families. That's tomorrow, 5.30 until 7 at Winn-Dixie. Maybe you'll swing by there on your way to the Pelicans game. Uh, that might not be a bad idea as well. 5901 Airline Highway right here in Metairie. Again, tomorrow, spend the time with us and the uh, New Orleans Saints at Winn-Dixie for Second Harvest Food Bank. Pelicans at home tomorrow night. That means Megan from the Pelicans dance team is going to be busy. They've probably been rehearsing for hours and hours and hours for our return home. We've been away for a while. Megan, hi. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you're here. You guys have brightened up our Mondays here of late. Oh, thank you. Yes. So we've had a member of the Pelicans dance team in on, in on Mondays, not just for Black and Blue Report, but also to put together the latest edition of the Pelicans Planner on pelicans.com. Uh, more on that in a moment. I don't know if you heard John and I earlier. We were talking about dabbing and whipping and nay-nay and all of that. Um, do you have anything new that we can throw out there since, since we're behind the curve on those other crazes right now? You know, I'm not really in on the crazes. Um, you know, I did hear you talking about the t-shirt freestyling. That's our favorite part. You guys come out, you throw the t-shirts in the crowd, and then it's freestyle it's a, time. It's a big hit. Right. So, yeah, that's basically what we stick to. Is there a lot of pressure in that situation? Yeah. A, a, you have to have a decent throw, right? Right. You know, no long drives. You know, you got to be careful. Watch out where you throw in. But, you know, I kind of like to try to get as high as I can, try to reach to many as the fans as we can. Okay. So. Who gets the T-shirt? What, what's the decision? Do you just throw it up there and whoever gets it gets it? Or do you have a process that you go through? Um, it depends. Sometimes, you know, if there's there's a kid, I love kids, so, you know, I'll toss one to them, and especially, you know, the guys around there, they get a little jealous. So, you know, it's always fun to watch people's reactions, and sometimes I just kind of toss it up and whoever gets it gets it. Yeah, I like the kids to get them. Yeah, I, me too. I, don't, I just have a problem with grown men fighting over a $3 <laughs> t-shirt, but that's, I'm the get off my lawn guy around here apparently, so, you know, that's the way it goes. Right. And then there's the freestyle portion, it's just you, you and your moves and the music. Yeah, it's just us. I don't think I can handle that. Uh, you know, we're used to it, it's, it's part of our job and it's, you know, the best, best part, um, you know, we just go out there and do what we love. How long have you been doing this now? This is my third season. Okay, you're like a vet now. Yes, yes, I actually feel like a vet. So your second year, you kind of feel, you know, you've already been through the ropes, but it's your first year being a veteran. So okay. this year, it's just kind of you're seasoned a little bit. That's good. Yeah. No more rookie hazing or anything like that, right? No, no, no. We okay. love our rookies. Yeah, I don't think you guys did that. <laughs> Ashley Deaton, who coordinates all this, would not go for that. No, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. not. Uh, Megan's from Mandeville. Yes, so sir. there's a couple of North Shore girls, aren't there? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm going to forget names so I won't mention any but I think there's a good sprinkling from the North Shore. On there's the three of us. Okay there you go. 
It's a good percentage. Yeah. You got to represent. I'm from the North Shore too, so there you go. Yeah, we um, you know, we'll sometimes carpool and stuff, so it's nice to have people in your area. We're we're all over the place, so it's a nice little variety. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll be anxious to see uh, what you all put out for us tomorrow night. There's a little bit, you know, the nervous energy when you guys come out for your first routine, right? For for us, not for you oh, guys. Yeah, not for us. Yes. Um, you know, we have two great routines planned for tomorrow night Good. as well as Friday. Excellent. So, you know, we're we're excited. We're ready. You saying tomorrow and Friday is music to my ears because we've been away for a while. So I'm glad to be home this week. Pelican's planner's been put together, right? Right. Okay. It is so done. later today we'll see that online, I'm hoping. Yes. Tatum, yes, sir. All right, very good. You wanna give us a preview of what we've got going on this week? Um, basically just you know, getting everyone hyped up for Tuesday and Friday's game. You know, we have a couple big ones here. Um, we'll have an away game. You know, make sure to check out our Pelican Planners. We have some holiday specials. We have um, our Cyber Monday special going on today. And, you know, you can get 50% off of any any ticket for the rest of the season. Any so, ticket. Any game that you want. So definitely head over to pelicans.com right now. 50% off. Um, Good grief. That's awesome. Quantities I didn't know that. are limited, so. I would say, especially for like Friday's game against LeBron James. Exactly. And the I'm sure everyone's going to be jumping on those tickets. They're going to give away selfie sticks on Friday from yes. Smoothie King. Do yeah. you have a selfie stick? I do. You do? I do. You use it often? It's, actually, no, but it does come in handy. Okay. You know, especially in the locker room. We have, you know, Quite a few girls, so we try to get everyone in the picture. Oh, that's true. It does. It does the eight thousand selfie sticks will be pushed into the world on Friday. And they actually do go by fast these giveaways, so mm -hmm. you definitely want to make sure you get there early. No doubt, no doubt. Big week: Grizzlies Tuesday at Rockets Wednesday, Cavaliers on Friday. That's a late tip, uh, eight thirty. Thanks to national television on Friday with the Cavaliers. Great to meet you, Megan. Thank you. Thank you for having me this I'm morning. I'm glad you were here today. That's for sure. That'll do it for us on this Monday. Don't forget the uh, Second Harvest Food Bank event tomorrow as well. And then tomorrow on Black and Blue Report, Daniel Salerson in the uh, hot seat. Just the host, Jim. Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com and Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com. And he'll have plenty, I'm sure, following shoot-around tomorrow to talk about... Uh, the next matchup for New Orleans. This Grizzlies will be here tomorrow night, and um, it's a division game, so it's important. Thanks to all of our guests today. Megan, of course, from the Pelicans dance team. Eric Hasseltine again from the Grizzlies. And John DeShazer, of course. We're off to a good start, and we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow right here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.